Once again, it's wonderful to have some good friends to help you out during a very, very busy time. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. As many of you that listen to the program on a regular basis know, there's a lot going on in these weeks ahead. This weekend, there's a wedding in our family that I am privileged to be the officiant to conduct the wedding. And there's a lot of preparation. There's also work on a transmitter project, also work on keeping this radio show going. And there's not enough hours sometimes in the day or the week. And for that, I'm thankful to have a good friend, Jim Calhoun, who has agreed once again to step up to the plate and produce much of today's radio program. And I'm thankful to have a good friend like Jim Calhoun. I pray that we can help launch his own ministry as he moves forward. So once again, I want to turn the microphone over and the time for this program to our good friend, Jim Calhoun, and and hear what Jim has to share with us today. Thanks, Bob. As usual, it's great to be back on Truth to Ponder. I have quite a show for you today, going to be hitting several topics because the world is moving at such a fast pace right now. It seems like every day the world slips farther into this bottomless pit and somebody is going to have to stand up and say no and stop this. I honestly think the only force that we can call on to put an end to all this madness is Almighty God. So I'd like to start off the show by telling everyone to have faith. God did create everything, and he's in control. He gave mankind a free will, and I'm afraid that through the ages, mankind has abused his free will and used it for things contrary to what God would want us to do. And I think the Western world now is seeing some consequences of them turning away from God. So I think as a people... We should repent and turn from our wicked ways. And I'm going to put the finger squarely on me. I think I need to repent and turn away from my wicked ways. God's church has been called the remnant. And I really truly believe that we are a remnant right now, the true believers, the ones that would give all, including their lives, in defense of their God. I would hope that most Christians would feel that way, that they would be able to do the ultimate sacrifice in honor of their God, in defense of their God, and in service to their God. So all of this is going to end. This too shall pass, but we have to pass through it. Is it the great tribulation? Well, for the longest time, I didn't think so. But I'm starting to think that we're sliding that direction because nothing is slowing down. As I record this, I'm aware of indigenous people throughout the world in areas where there are no television cameras, where there are no human rights activists, out in the bush, so to speak. People are being rounded up, vaccinated against their will, told they can't buy food if they don't get vaccinated. The indigenous people that are on reservations, the reservations are being locked down. They're not letting the people get out to go to grocery stores. 
In Africa, there's horrible things happening. And in the outback of Australia, horrible things are happening. And in the Northwest Territories and along the borders of the Northwest Territories of some of the provinces of Canada, it seems like the people that seem to have the least amount of power, the way I see it personally, is that the governments and the tyrants are practicing on these people, honing their skills, so to speak, because these people are out of sight, out of mind. Nobody is being an advocate. So I would implore all the citizens of Canada, take a look at what's happening in northern Saskatchewan. I would implore all the citizens in Australia, check out what's going on in the outback. In the United States, tyranny is just running amok. But granted, what's happening in the United States is not as bad as what's happening in other places. Not yet. But we have to stand up. But first we have to repent and get right with God. Then we need to put on the full armor of God And we need to go out and stand up. We need to stand up to these bullies. We have to try to stop this. And if we cannot stop this with words, if we cannot stop this with reason, if we cannot stop this with common sense, then things are going to break down and hotter heads are going to prevail. And things that we don't want to happen, we're likely to see happen. When you have the Pope of the Roman Catholic Church advocating all the censorship and even saying to do it in God's name, there's something wrong. Millions of unborn, innocent babies have been slaughtered on this planet, but the Pope that is now installed seems to be working harder against people that are trying to get the truth out than he is the murdering of innocent babies. Something's wrong here. So I would ask each of the listeners... Please prepare to do your part. We want to keep peaceful. We want things to go good for everybody. I want blessings on this country. I want blessings on the world. I would love to wake up tomorrow to the sunshine and birds singing and the news that all the lockdowns are over, all the mandates are over, all the madness has been stopped. And those who are responsible for the madness, that they would be held to account for all their evil deeds. But you and I both know that when I wake up tomorrow morning, that's likely not going to be the case. So I'm going to wrap up this part of the show by saying please get involved. And Christians, stand up for your God. Please, stand up for your country. Stand up for your family. And stand up for yourself. Moving on to an issue that's part of the same topic is preparedness. I have a radio show called The Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show. And my mission in my show is to help people be self-reliant. I think that's something that we as a species have lost. We now rely on someone else. We rely on the government. We rely on corporations. We rely on other people. And it's time that we relied on ourselves because I think we're fast approaching a time where we're going to have so many people who are clueless out on the street that we won't be able to save them all. And we might be lucky just to save ourselves and our families. Now, I know this seems like I'm a doomsday message type of a guy, 
but I like to stay in reality. And everything that I see that has the hand of man on it right now is starting to collapse. The world is not coming apart. The world is still beautiful. You just open your eyes and look at God's beauty. Look what he created. But the mess that mankind is in, man created with the help of Satan. Or shall I say, Satan has created it with the help of man. All of these shortages that we have from food to fuel and all the goods that we can't see on the shelves anymore because they're gone, that's all man-made. It's all contrived. The goods have been made. They've been shipped. They're sitting out at sea, bobbing up and down in the ocean. And we have a 14-member panel of environmentalists in California who have had irresponsible mandates put on the trucking industry in California and therefore barring trucks from any other state to enter California that doesn't meet their criteria from hauling freight in California. And so all these ships off the ports in California waiting to be unloaded have no place to put their goods because there's not enough trucks that meet the criteria of the environmentalists to go in and take care of the freight and haul it out. So we have a big, horrible snarl of container boxes and ships. We don't have enough trucks to haul them. Oh, yes, we do in the United States. We could haul those all just in a wink of an eye. But the number that I have heard, that there's only 5,500 trucks in all of California registered with the port clean air people that they will let haul out of their ports. And a lot of those ships have 7, 8, 10, 14,000 containers. And that would make some of these ships, it would take two runs of all the trucks, just empty one ship. It's ridiculous. And so that's man-made. All of these mask mandates, and masks don't work, and all of this mandate to get this death jab. And I'm going to call it a death jab. I've seen too much I've read too much. I've heard too many doctors. I've watched too many funerals online of young people who were perfectly healthy before they took this death dart. And so here we sit with, again, another man-made mess. Joe Biden is illegitimate. He was never elected. There are videos surfacing of him that he has less cognitive ability than I've seen in Alzheimer's wards. These are candid videos that are shot by people in audiences or crowds that may be in his vicinity. But the mainstream people won't show it because, again, the mainstream media, they're part of the problem. Did you know that most major broadcasts concerning news, most major networks and the cable companies... They're all funded by Pfizer. And since they're funded by Pfizer, they don't say one negative word about the vaccine. They toe the mark just perfectly. It's no wonder we can't get the truth because they're being paid by people that have a horrible conflict of interest with the truth. And night after night, they spread their disinformation, their propaganda, and the government is just the same spreading their propaganda, spreading their lies, that we, the people of the world, feel like we're helpless and hopeless, 
There again we have to say, we are not helpless or hopeless. We have Almighty God. And I don't know about you, but I would match Almighty God against anything that this evil people could throw against us. And so, if he be for us, who can be against us? They shall not prosper. But in the meantime, we have to cope. We have to get by. We have to do what we can to ease the situation, help the suffering of others, and spread truth. There are so many people and so many organizations spreading falsehoods right now. You don't know who is who and what they are and what their motive is and what their agenda is. It's just so hard to wade through everything and know that you're getting the truth and you're getting news and information that matter to you. I really do truly feel that we're entering in an era that information, any information, could end up being life-threatening if it's the wrong information. The news media has been silent about world seismic events like volcanoes erupting and things that people need to know about. There's a possible tsunami that might hit the United States. We have an island erupting right now called La Palma, and it's off the African coast. But it's been said by scientists, by people who've studied this, that if we have a 5.0 magnitude earthquake, there's likely to be a giant drop-off of the cliff on that island into the ocean and cause a giant tsunami that will hit the United States. Well, they just had a 4.8 magnitude quake. And for years, they said all it's going to take is a 5. That's getting awful close. But the news media is silent about that. They say that if a tsunami starts from La Palma, it can hit the east coast of the United States within seven hours. And there's no way you're going to evacuate all the big cities, New York City, Boston, everything, Miami, all the big cities. Can you imagine trying to evacuate the cities in less than seven hours? Not going to happen. So I'm not saying panic the people, but the people need to know that there is a threat that may or may not happen. But at least let the people decide for themselves. Let them monitor the situation of what's happening in La Palma. And the news media needs to report the news. And to me, that's news. If you haven't heard about that, well, you can thank your mainstream media. It's programs like this. And people like Bob Bierman, who do their best to be truthful with you, honest with you, and try to prepare you. My association with Bob Bierman is very casual. We just got to talking and he heard my story of how I'm off-grid and how I'm self-sufficient. And the Lord put it on his heart to share some ideas for fellow Christians how to survive hard times. And so that's where I come in. I like to comment on what's going on because I think it's very important that everybody hears what's happening out there. And there's so much happening, you're not going to hear everything from one person. It seems like everyone out here that's trying to fight the fight and give truth to the people have different sources that we get information. And one host might know 100% about one issue and almost nothing on the next. 
And then you might have another host and it's just the opposite. And so listening to several people is very important. Just make sure that they're truth tellers. I've been self-sufficient for a long time. And I want all the listeners to truth to ponder to be self-sufficient. Because I think we're coming to a time where we're going to have to help ourselves. I've been hearing of massive fuel shortages, massive price hikes in fuel, food shortages, shortages of lumber. I got propane the other day. My propane supplier told me I better buy it all now because he was afraid that when he runs out, he won't be able to get his propane bottles resupplied. And also the price went up dramatically. And so I'm going to go ahead and take his advice. And every bottle I have, I'm going to fill. And I recommend that you all do the same. Now, I don't recommend hoarding. I'm not talking about hoarding. But I am talking about self-preservation. And we are heading into what the tyrants are calling a cold, dark winter. Well, it seemed to me before the election, they were all giddy. And they were all counting their chickens before they were hatched, it seemed. They were all talking about what they were going to do after they won the election from President Trump. And I kept saying, those people know something that I don't know because they're sure confident. I've never seen anybody as confident as this bunch. So they have to know something. Well, I think I was right. I think they knew the fix was in. I think that they knew that President Trump had no chance because they had already bought everybody off and done all the corruption and all the cheating. I think that to them it was a done deal. Well, them talking about the cold, dark winter, they seem to be talking about that like they know something. This time I'm going to listen real hard to what they say, and I'm going to judge that I think that they probably do know something, and possibly they are going to assist with making this a cold, dark winter with their mandates and with their tyranny and with their horrible malpractice of governing this country. I have never seen a country fall as fast as the United States of America. Remember back in ancient times, about 10 billion years ago, in the year 2019, when unemployment was at record lows for Latinos and blacks and women, almost everybody, unemployment was at record lows and income Personal income was on the rise. That seems like it was eons ago. Now look at everything. People are afraid to go to work. That's why there's help wanted signs everywhere is because A, they don't want to comply with the mandates and B, the news media has people terrified of other people right now. Again, it's a psychological operation. These people are propagandists. They're trying to peddle fear. And it just seems like with all their propaganda and all their disrupting of the flowing of goods and services and interrupting pipelines and everything that they're doing to try to take anything that would be considered a normal American lifestyle and change it into something that we don't quite know what to do or how to cope with it. And again, I think it's all by design. So... Not only do we have to rely on God, we have to keep a clear head. We have to have discernment as to who is telling us the truth. 
And who is lying to us? And if you catch people lying to you, especially on a nationwide scale with life or death issues, why in the world would you continue to listen to them? So I'm going to ask you, please turn off CNN. I'm going to say Fox News, too. They maybe sometimes are better, but I've heard so much disinformation from them. NBC, ABC, CBS, CSNBC, all of them. Reuters, New York Times, they're no different. They're all propagandists. That's what they're paid to do, and they do it very well. There are so many people in the United States of America who are confused right now because they haven't been told the truth. And they believe the talking heads on TV, and they believe what they read in print. And the CDC and some of these other agencies out there are doing their best to spread propaganda. Dr. Fauci, who I think is a fraud, I think that he is responsible. I think he's the father of COVID. He's making lots of money off of COVID-19, and I think he's a criminal. I hope that I live long enough to see this man brought to justice. I really do. But that's a side note. Along with Dr. Fauci, probably the worst things that's happening is the medical profession is denying treatment that is known to work, like hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin. That's been shown to lessen the symptoms, and in many cases, it's brought people from death's door back to health. But yet, the medical profession has been told not to use these drugs. Why? There can only be one logical answer, and that's that it's to somebody's benefit for people not to recover. Who would benefit from that? I don't know, but it's evil. In the medical profession, not allowing successful treatments from drugs that are known to work is criminal. And I've been reading about doctors and certain groups of people that are gathering together to try to convene a new Nuremberg Tribunal type of a thing to where they can start prosecuting doctors, nurses, scientists, all these people who are guilty of horrible malpractice and all of these people that are denying life-saving drugs to people who are in their care. It seems like they tell you you have to wear a mask. And when that doesn't work, of course, we all know that does not work. Immediately, they put you on a ventilator if you go to the hospital. And have you noticed that all of the deaths that are reported around the world are happening in hospitals? I haven't heard of anyone dying at home of COVID. I haven't heard anyone dying at home from any of these things, they all go to the hospital. Most of them are put on ventilators. When they go on a ventilator, that's a death sentence. So I don't understand why the medical profession is bowing down to Bill Gates or George Soros or whoever it is that wants to depopulate the planet. But me being a 
I think a reasonable guy and I have a reasonable amount of intelligence and I have a, a nice measure of, I'd say, common sense, I have to ask the question, why don't they want the people who are coming down with these symptoms, why don't they want them to be cured? What's going on with this putting them on ventilators and what's going on with denying drugs that work? And you have the mass media that's teeming in with the big pharma and they're making fun of ivermectin and ivermectin won a Nobel Prize for medicine to be used with humans. But yet, they're saying that it's horse dewormer. Well, yes, it's that too. But ivermectin was approved for humans a long time ago, and hydroxychloroquine has been used for decades with no bad side effects. So I have to question, what are these people doing and what is their motive? But we, the people, have to have discernment. We need to quit listening to those that are proven liars. And we need to support the people that we know that are trying to bring you the truth and trying to unconfuse you and try to make you to where you're not in a fog. We're trying to be a beacon of light. And we need the people to understand that we're putting our time and our lives on the line to help you and to help our fellow man. So I'm going to end the first part of this show by asking you to please support Bob Bierman. Please support Truth to Ponder. And later on, Bob's going to tell you how you can help him in his mission. I believe in Bob Bierman's ministry with all my heart and soul. I believe in Truth to Ponder. And I believe that the listeners to Truth to Ponder are an intelligent group of people, not only because they listen to this show, but I believe that the listeners to Truth to Ponder are a very intelligent people. So I ask us all to band together and continue to support Truth to Ponder. And with that, I'm going to take a short break, and I'll be right back right after this. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. John in Suburbia. Shalom Aleichem, this is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift that you're going to get and love in a moment. Yochanan, John, the Immerser, the Baptist, he never got married. Why? Well, can you picture John the Baptist married? Uh, can you picture him out on a date? Well, what do you do for a living, Susie? Well, I'm a, a stewardess, John. And what do you do, John? Oh, I dip. You dip. Yeah, I dip. Or at the wedding, the bride cuts the locust. The bride cuts the locust. The Baptist cuts the locust. It doesn't quite work. Or if they're married, Mr. and Mrs. John the Baptist. Nice suburban house. Mailbox says, the Baptist. Hi, honey, I'm home. How are things at work today, John? Well, it had its ups and downs. What's for dinner? I'm starved. Your favorite, dear, southern fried locusts. Let me taste. That's terrible. You burned it. Repent. It doesn't work. The picture doesn't really work because if John got married, he would have missed his calling. If John decided to get married, it would have been, maybe it could, would have been a disaster. We don't know. Yet he was called the greatest man. But if he'd gone after earthly success and comfort and marriage and business success, he would have missed his calling. And he probably wouldn't have been that great at it. 
Yet by foregoing these things, he ended up the greatest man ever born before Messiah. What do we learn? Well, stop worrying about what others have. You fulfill God's will for your life. You know, if you had a billion dollars, it would be dismal and your life would be a failure if you didn't follow God's calling. Whatever's not God's best, you turn away from it. Whether it's more money, more comfort, the affection of people, fame, marriage, whatever it is, if it's not God's will. And you go all out and seek and fulfill the best that God has for you. You're calling because John probably would have made uh, maybe not so good husband, but he made one great Baptist. Now, the free gift for you from the sands of Judea to the wings of the cherubim, to the writings of the rabbis, the awesome mystery of the temple doors. You'll love it. And sapphires guaranteed to bless your socks off. How do you get these things free? Easy. Just remember Jesus is real. He renamed Yeshua and you dial it. That's it. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to minister with me, together bringing salvation to God's ancient people, Israel, and to the unreached peoples of all nations on five continents with over a billion people. Just call now. 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Or write me direct. Here's how. Just write to the nice Jewish boy, box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's a nice Jewish boy. Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. Well, until next time, this is Jonathan Khan saying Shalom Aleichem. Peace be to you, my friend, in Messiah, Sar Chaim, the Prince of Life, and the author and the finisher of your faith. In his name, Shalom. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And I want to welcome you back to part two of Truth to Ponder for this Wednesday. I'm Bob Bierman, and of course, today our guest host is Jim Calhoun. I'm so thankful for Jim for really helping me out during his very stressed out time. Wedding coming up on Saturday, family to visit, things to get done, and and there's just not enough hours in the day when you try to compress it all in and try to deal with problems. But thank thank, thank our Lord that uh, Jim stood up to the plate to help us out. If you want to keep this ministry going, by the way, tomorrow I'm going to start getting back into, and Friday, some of the topics I started on Monday and Tuesday. We can look at our fallen world all day long, and there's no doubt it is a very fallen world. But what are we going to do about it? Many churches are still restricted, closed, still not just a shadow of themselves. How do we plan for the church where there's another kind of pandemic? Maybe they'll call churches or certain churches hate speech. And maybe it's going to be hard to get zoning to have a building. What are you going to do then? While we have time, even in this evil and fallen world, we need to we need to share the good news of the gospel I mean I need to do more than just this radio program I feel that on my heart right now and I'm just trying to discern what is God calling me to do what is God calling you to do perhaps we'll get back into that tomorrow if you believe in the ministry let me give you the address I'll give it again at the end of the program 
Our mailing address during this time that we are traveling for many months ahead is 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, number 3248 in Crestview, Florida, 32536. You can make any check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. And that would be a great help as we use that money just to buy airtime. And tomorrow we're going to get back into some of the opportunities that we have. Real quick, that address again, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, number 3248, Crestview, Florida, 32536. And I welcome back to the program again for part number two, Jim Calhoun. Thanks, Bob. Welcome back to the second half of Truth to Ponder. And I'd like to say thank you to Bob for allowing me the time to speak to his audience. It seems like it's time to prepare. The first half of the show, I talked about some issues and problems. And the sad thing is, is I didn't even scratch the surface. Mentioned nothing about the tyranny and the school boards and the curriculum they're teaching and the transgender rapes that are happening in the bathrooms and I could go on and on and on. As a people, we have to put a stop to this. We have to say no, no more. And we have to say it very stern and very loud and very peacefully. But in the meantime, I'm going to kind of shift this show and make it more of a show like I present on the Living Off-Grid Power and Information Show where I try to teach people to be self-sufficient. I want the people that listen to Truth to Ponder to be as self-sufficient as my listeners. If you're prepared, and if you're not one of the victims, and you're not a statistic, then that just lessens the problem for everybody else. So, in lots of ways, the best way that you can help your neighbors and your friends is to make sure that you're not among the needy. That way, you may be able to be in position to help someone else. But like the Bible says, when one blind man leads another, they both end up in the ditch. You don't go to a poor man and ask him for a job. And you don't get food from someone that doesn't have food. And I think I'm going to break this down just to the simplest common denominators. So I'll start with food. There's all sorts of survival food out there. Some of it's really good. All of it's pretty expensive. But I feel that, personally, this food is geared for people that want to live to eat as well as eat to live. And so the packages they offer, when they're the prepackaged assortments... They do have some niceties. They have some some treats, some desserts and things that I don't think are essential. So if you do buy from a survival company, I recommend that you choose everything that goes into your survival box and don't get an assortment of them just trying to guess what your family will eat. So I think I'd take a pass on the chocolate pudding and make sure I had more rice and beans. 
I think common sense needs to really prevail here. Now, personally, I made my own survival food. And it's food that'll last for years. And everything that I have in my survival food kit is simple, basic, and able to make the staples that you need to survive. I know most of us like to have a varied diet, myself included. But I know that there are certain things that have been developed as far as for the space program and for survivalists and for soldiers that meet the basic requirements to keep people healthy. And so I would recommend that everybody that has a dietary concern as far as restrictions or allergies or something be very careful in buying prepackaged food. And to that group, I would highly recommend you make your own survival packages. But now I'm going to get back to my survival kit. I have beans and I have rice. I have enough beans to last me for over a year. I have enough rice to last me the same. Why over a year, may you ask? Do I think it's going to last that long? Well, it might. Who knows? Do I think the issues of the world are going to blow up to the point where food supplies are going to be disrupted for a year? That might be the case. I'm not sure. But I'm looking at it like this. If I have enough food to get me through a year, it gets me through at least one growing season to where I could replenish. And it also buys me the time to find other food if the food supply is still disrupted. And another thing that's very important, that if I have a year's supply of food and I find somebody who's starving, I will be able to help them out. So that's why I'm going with a year's supply of food. You might say, well, how do you know what's a year's supply of food? Well, if you eat like you normally do, that's almost impossible to figure out. If you figure in snacks and cravings and favorite foods and so forth and so on. So I just took what is basic math, knowing that one cup of dried beans or one cup of dry rice equals three cups of the cooked product. I figure that I could eat two cups of beans and two cups of rice in a day. I might be a little bit hungry at times, but that ought to do it. And also with the beans and rice, I have wheat, whole kernels of wheat. And I have corn, whole corn that's dried. I prefer to buy the non-GMO corn and the non-GMO wheat and the non-GMO rice and beans because Pfizer is part of all the GMO research and I do not trust Pfizer. So I'm staying away from GMO. Now some of us will not be able to help but have to buy some GMO. If we have to, well just replace it as soon as you can. But with my rice, my corn, my wheat, and my beans, all I have to do is supplement with some greens which I could forage for, and some vitamins, which again, I can forage for, and I can stay reasonably healthy for that year's time. And if you're in an area where you can hunt, 
you can always supplement your food supply. I would also say to have a fishing tackle handy. You should be able to catch fish. You should have that ability. But getting back to my food supply, one cup of dried beans, rice, corn, or wheat equals three cups once they're cooked and prepared. And I bought 50 pounds of beans. And those 50 pounds of dried beans are going to give me right at 300 days of food. And I would double the rice just to fill up. And so that would be half that. So I'd get a half a year on the rice and almost a year off the beans. And so if you buy 100 pounds of beans at a dollar a pound, for $100 you can have almost two years worth of protein. And the rice, I believe, was like $40 for 50 pounds. So another $80 will get you well past a year. So for $180, you can have almost two years worth of food right there. And then you can also use lentils and dried peas, and there's other things you could use. And dried fruit, prunes, dried apples. There's all sorts of things out there, apricots. So you can get as fancy as you want to get. You can get your dried fruit and make sure you have salt and flour and the basics. Make sure you have all of your staples, sugar, and make sure you store them in containers that the food won't spoil, where you won't have any insects or any contamination of any type. And for right around 200 to $300, you can be outfitted for a year of food. I'm not telling you to do what I'm doing. I'm just telling you what I've done. And I'm telling you to prepare the best you know how to. Canned meats are great. You know, you could live on spam. Probably not the best thing to live on, but you can. Canned tuna, canned salmon, canned beef. There's all sorts of canned items out there. Chicken. So you can buy from your local grocery store, as long as they have it on their shelf, buy an extra can or two every time you go get groceries. Do not hoard. Hoarding leads to horrible things. But you have to take care of yourself and take care of your family. So if there's 20 cans of tuna on the shelf, don't buy 20 cans. If you went to buy two cans of tuna, buy four cans. That way you have two to serve and two to store. Don't go out and clear the shelf off of things. That only leads to panic and leads to more social unrest and a lot of misery. And let's face it, do we want to be part of this misery? Do we want to be spreading misery along with the tyrants? I don't. And so if I need an item, and let's say there's only two left on the shelf, and I need it really bad, I'll buy one. But if I just think I need it, but I really don't, I'll leave both of them. Because we do have to look out for each other. These people that hoard are despicable. If you go to a wholesale grocer, one that sells by the case, well, then you have to buy by the case if that's how they sell it. So if you want to go out and put massive cans of food away, go to a wholesale house and buy it by the case. That way you're not 
depriving anybody else and hoarding. In that way, you'll have plenty to eat and you won't be hurting anybody else. Soups are always a good thing, as well as canned vegetables. Anything that I've mentioned frozen will be just fine, but if the grid goes down or the power goes out, then you have an issue with your frozen goods. If you know how to can and you live in an area where vegetables are still being harvested, it's time to start canning. There's so many things that we can do food-wise to get us ready. And so I recommend that if you haven't started, you might be too late because the shelves are emptying. Again, I don't want to spread fear, but I want to spread what is. And from all the reports that I'm getting and everyone I've talked to, people are really noticing empty shelves. So if you're not prepared, it's past time for you to get going. So make up a list of what you think you're going to need for a month. And then take it times 12 if you can, if you can afford it. And go ahead and try to stock up at least six months worth of food. But again, please do not hoard. Now when it comes to heat, I think that the prices to heat your homes this year are going to be punitive. I think they're going to be horrible. The best thing that you can do if you're on propane and you have propane delivered to you is to go ahead and fill your tank. As much money as you can put in that tank, as much as it'll hold. Go ahead and fill it now before the prices go up. And then when it gets down about 100 gallons or so, call them and have, it, have them top it off. My uncle used to tell me when I was driving around with my needle on my gas tank on my pickup on a quarter tank, it doesn't cost any more to drive with a full tank than it does with an empty one. He said, go ahead and fill it full, and then when it gets down to three-quarter, fill it back up. That was great advice to me as a 16-year-old kid always running out of gas. But I didn't think I ever had the money to fill it. Fill it once, and then after that, it's just a quarter tank at a time. So I'm going to tell the propane users, do that. If you happen to heat with coal, get as much coal as you can. I think coal is going to be one of those things that's going to get scarce. I may be wrong, but that's just a feeling. If you have the capability of heating with wood, and it's not against the zoning or against, and you're not declared a public menace of some sort, I would consider heating with wood. If you live out in the country, and you don't have any zoning restrictions or anything like that, I would highly recommend that you get a wood-burning stove and have it installed and have it ready because it's the people out in the country that are going to be running out of propane. I would make sure that you have your windows sealed correctly. I'd have your doors to where they wouldn't be drafty around the bottom. Make sure that you're very efficient in your cooking Make sure you're very efficient with everything you do as far as using any fuel or electricity. And I would make sure I had candles and lighters on hand. I don't know what we're preparing for. I really don't. But every day, my sources are telling me, you better be prepared. 
You better tell people to get ready. And then I listen to other people's shows. And I listen to their news reports. And the ones that are looking out for the people are all saying the same thing. You better get ready. You better be prepared. And so I'm kind of being a broken record here telling you to get ready and get prepared. But I really think that there are some out there that haven't woke up yet. They think that tomorrow morning things will be back to normal. And I don't think they're going to go back to normal. I really don't. I think we're going to have to create our own normal. So we're going to have to kind of grab life by the horns, so to speak, and do our best. But I'm going to ask all the Truth to Ponder listeners, please be prepared. I'm going to have one more topic, and that's going to be prescription medicines and also over-the-counter meds. If you traditionally use over-the-counter meds for cold and flu season, I would stock up now. Again, don't hoard, but anticipate what you're going to use in a normal year and buy that amount. Don't buy any more than that, but get a year's worth of what you feel you'll need. Get all of that put away in a safe place and be efficient with using it. And if you happen to overbuy and have extra supplies, you can pass on and be a blessing to someone else who does not have the meds that they need. I'm not endorsing any products here, but I would have an antihistamine like Benadryl. I'd have some aspirin. If people are not tolerant to aspirin, have a Tylenol or something like that, a pain reliever. I would have some cough medicine, some chest rub, some mentholatum, some throat lozenges. Just get ready for a regular cold and flu season. Make sure you have enough Kleenex. And I would also study some of the older remedies such as steam baths or steaming. And there's a great throat gargle that really does help clear your sinuses and I'm going to give you that right now. It tastes awful. But all you have to do is take a half a cup of apple cider vinegar and put two or three shakes of Tabasco or any other kind of hot sauce and a quarter teaspoonful of cayenne pepper and a quarter teaspoonful of black pepper. You mix it up and gargle with that and I guarantee you your sinuses will drain. Like I say, it tastes bad, but it does work. And so there's ways around things and that's going to lead me to the last thing I'm going to talk about is your prescription meds. If you have prescriptions, please buy a year's worth or six months worth of the prescription you need to stay alive. Me personally, I've made a choice. I have two prescriptions that pretty much fit that category. That if I don't take them, I could be in some trouble. But my health has improved as my diet has improved. And as my diet has improved, I've been feeling much better, and I haven't had any of the issues. I'm still taking the meds, but I think the meds are more now an insurance policy against my conditions, other than keeping the conditions from happening. I think that changing my diet and lifestyle helped me tremendously. Since I personally see such medical malpractice And that's what I consider it, just medical malpractice. And I see such tyranny and such denial of 
treatment for people that are demanding to be treated with things that are known to work and they're being denied. Anybody that's in that profession, the medical profession, that is denying patients their right to the care that they want, that's just evil. And so I've decided I do not want to put my life or my health or wellness in the hands of such a people. So I am seeking out alternative, natural, holistic practitioners. And I'm going to treat my issues with natural remedies, herbs, and so forth. And if it fails, if my health starts to fail, then I can always go back to the doctor and try to get back onto the meds. But I've made up my mind that the meds that I've been on for several years, I'm going to wean myself off of them and I'm going to replace the chemical compounds and things that are synthesized in that with their natural version. And I'm going to pay close attention to my weight, close attention to my health, and my stamina, and so forth. And I think I'm going to be okay. Now, I'm not going to recommend people go off their meds. That's not what I'm telling you. But what I'm trying to get across is that if you run out of medications and you can't get any more, the pharmacy's out, let's say we have a world war or whatever's going to happen, let's say that's really bad, you may be forced into alternative medicines and alternative things just to stay alive. And before you would take any of these natural versions of your prescription meds, please consult your doctor. Have your doctor in the loop. Let him know exactly what herbs and supplements that you would have to take to replace or maybe help stretch out your current prescription medications. The last thing I want anyone to do is to go off their meds or do anything that they shouldn't do. If you like your doctor and you have a good doctor, Keep your doctor in the loop. If you don't have a good doctor, get a good doctor. Another good thing to consider would be to visit a health professional that specializes in natural holistic medicine. You don't want to take your life in your own hands and do something that's going to put you in jeopardy. But with that said, I do know there are natural remedies and natural things that you can do to help your health. So in a long-winded way, I'm just telling you, please know all of your options. So while I'm not asking you to stop taking your medications, which would be very irresponsible on my part, and I'm no doctor, I would say that it might be time well spent to do a little studying about what kind of natural approaches there are out there to treat your symptoms. Because if your prescription runs out and you can't get it, maybe this natural approach will be readily available to you. So I would know what it is. I'm not telling you to use the natural remedy. I'm telling you to be aware of it. So if need be, that would be a substitute for your prescriptions that you could no longer get. I don't know what's going to happen in this world, but neither do you. And so that's why I think being prepared is so important.
and also being informed. I invite you to keep listening to Truth to Ponder and shows like this that are hosted by people who honestly care about their audience. Bob Bierman does not do his show for any other reason but that he cares. I come on and guest host on this show for no other reason is that I care. And I not only care about Bob Bierman and his ministry, I care about his listeners. We all have to unite as God's people. We have to stick up for each other. We have to be there for each other. We have to be a comfort and an encouragement. And I hope that my words have had some encouragement. I know that it's been kind of a downer message today. I didn't mean for it to be. But just know that I know that God loves you. I know that with all my heart. But I need you to know that God loves you. And again, I'd like to thank Bob Bierman for allowing me the honor to speak with the great audience of Truth to Ponder. And it's been a pleasure. So thanks, Bob. Jim, I want to thank you so much for filling in today. And you may be hearing him again in the, sometime in the next week or two. I'm pretty certain of it as we've got so many things going on. Would you keep us in your prayers with all that we have in front of us, this wedding to put together, this transmitter and equipment to rebuild, and, and even some family that I haven't seen in a while, I would like to see again as well. If you believe in our ministry, would you consider helping us pay for the airtime? Now, I'll tell you that Jim is not being paid to do this program, so I'm thankful that he is given of his time. And I know that many others are being called to certain works. We're going to get into that tomorrow. Where is God calling you to serve? How is God calling you to serve? And how do you prepare to be his servant in these very difficult times? The world and church as we knew it prior to 2020, it's not coming back. If anything, our world is decaying even more rapidly. Keep that in mind. If you believe in our ministry, remember our mailing address. And if you decide you're able to maybe help us financially, make your check payable to Ancient Word Radio. That's Ancient Word Radio. And our mailing address is 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. And we are in Crestview, Crestview, Florida, and the zip code is 32536. Once again, Crestview, Florida, 32536. You can also support us from the website, which is truth2ponder.com. We'll pick up on what we can do to be salt and light in this world on tomorrow's program. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.